Hello, podcast listeners. Did you know that the etymology of the Japanese word jujitsu is gentle art? Because if you didn't, I guarantee you the makers of this movie didn't know that either. (laughs) But you're listening right now to the Dare Daniel podcast. I'm Corky McDonald, local comedian. And as always, we're watching a fucking terrible movie. I I had nothing creative from the movie to say. I just have to speak the truth right now. But with me, as always, sharing in this commiseration of misery is the man of the hour, too sweet to be sour, space is the place, Daniel Barnes. I'm a little sour. I'm a little sour about Today, this one. Yeah, today's Hi, a sour day. Welcome to Dare Daniel Colon Cage Match. Over the course of this season, of course, we've been exploring the terrifying nooks, the disturbing crannies, and that delicious toasty crunch of the nouveau shamanic maestro, the man, Nicky, Nick Cage, all for your sick and twisted amusement. And as Quirky alluded... There is nothing gentle about the art of this movie. And, no. and nothing gentle about the art of Nick Cage, really. You strap in and feel those G's, baby. It is, uh, it's NASA. This week, we're reviewing Nicolas Cage in a bland supporting role as a paper hat wearing hermit in the martial arts slash sci-fi mashup, Jiu-Jitsu. The IMDb synopsis for this movie that you doubtless never heard of. Every six years, an ancient order of jujitsu fighters joins forces to battle a vicious race of alien invaders. But when a celebrated war hero goes down in defeat, the fate of the planet and mankind hangs in the balance. That um, is not what happens. <laughs> the movie, that is an inaccurate summation of uh, the film Jiu-Jitsu. Yes, this week's film is Jiu-Jitsu, co-written and directed by Dimitri Logothetis, based on a 2017 comic book of the same name by Logothetis and Jim McGrath. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Probably not. McGrath? Boy, Nick McGrath Cage. is not that hard. <laughs> is it Mick, McGrath? McGrath. Not, McGrath. Like Mick Griddle. All right. Well, if you say so. Uh, Nicky Cage, he takes a supporting role here. He's uh, the Ben Kenobi of this piece. He's also... The Darth Vader and maybe the C three PO as well. It's a it's a complex role. He's a little bit of Jabba too. It's got some Jabba in there. Why not? Uh, Jiu Jitsu actually stars Canadian actor, stuntman, martial artist, and charisma black hole <laughs> Alain Moussi. Also features Frank Grillo of Cosmic Sin fame. Cosmic Sin vibes permeate yeah, big this time, movie. big time. And don't forget Juju Chan and Tony Ja. The film was largely shot in Cyprus to take advantage of a cash rebate program launched by the government, but it went poorly, led to lawsuits. I couldn't under I tried to understand what the hell was happening and the the Wikipedia page is so poorly written. I can't understand. I don't know. They defrauded the government of Cyprus or vice versa. Who knows? The film opened November 20, 2020. Obviously, not a ton of movie theaters operating in North America in November 2020. So the film debuted here on VOD and only played in a few overseas theaters. Grossed about 100000 in the theaters against a $25 million budget. But what does that mean anymore? Because it debuted on the top 10 on Apple TV and Fandango Now. It's on Netflix. So who the fuck knows? Critical reception. Kind of chilly. 28 on Rotten Tomatoes. 27 on Metacritic's. Metacritic, uh, reading the capsule reviews, not even the people who defended it 
think it's a good movie. And I said 28 on Rotten Tomatoes, right? So like one of, one of every three or four critics was like, this is fine, whatever. <laughs> I mean, prove me my point that a minimum one out of every three or four critics is a complete fucking ass. <laughs> but not even those people think it's a good movie. Like no one was under the impression that they were making or watching Sophie's Choice. You know, that, that, that was never a thought. There is some disagreement, though, on the quality of the action and fight sequences, which in a movie like this is everything, right? It's yeah. everything. It's This is wall-to-wall fight sequences. It's nothing but fight sequences. Critical reaction. Keith Phipps of Polygon said, quote, Though any cage-free, cage-free attempts at comedy fall flat, the action remains exciting thanks in large part to Legothetis's steady-handed, no-frills approach, end quote, whereas Mark Savlov of the Austin Chronicle said, quote, jiu-jitsu's weakest link may be its lousy fight choreography, which is shot wide and low with stunt doubles who seem like they could use, who seem like they could really use a good nap, end quote. Corky, where do you side? Are you saying, Phipps, Phipps, hooray for <laughs> Keith Phipps and his take, or are you slobbering in agreement like Savlov's dog? And I know I've used that one before, but it still makes me laugh, <laughs> Savlov's dog. Classic. Yeah, I definitely am more in the Mark uh, milieu on this one. I'm yeah, in the, yeah. yeah, I'm on team Mark. He's ringing, he's ringing all the bells. Those just, fight <laughs> scenes, which like you say, is the movie. The movie is fight scene <clears throat> and padding. <clears throat> fight scene <clears throat> and padding. Uh God, they they were like we're not doing two takes. No, we're barely getting through one take. There's seen there's parts in these fight scenes where you see like Tony Jaw freeze and be like, "Is someone in a call cut?" Because I totally missed this. No, okay, I'm just gonna keep going. Keep going. We'll have to go to the next guy. It's it's so so bad, and I don't usually go you know hard on the side of IMDb, but they were trying their best to describe this movie and. Uh, there's no describing. I was I was like, Dan, you're going to have to say what happens. I couldn't fucking make height nor hair of what's happening in this movie. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, the fight scenes are garbage. I, I mean, the, the only even halfway decent scenes are with Tony Jaw. I feel like Tony yes. Jaw being on the set, whatever days he was on set, was like a godsend to the director who had no clue what the fuck he was doing. Concept, I mean, there's nothing wrong with the concept, the general concept, the let's mix a fight movie and a sci-fi movie, right? Let's rip off Predator? It's Mortal Kombat with a twist of Predator and a little kind of like an essence of Stargate. Yeah. Because there's like a whole wormhole element in here too. But everything in the Exegucin is is absolute garbage. (laughs) Like there's nothing connecting anything except the fight scenes, which, you know, so those need to be exceptional. And they're not, right? They're not. They just, they don't look good. They, I mean, Cosmic Sin Vibes in the in the sense that it's attempting to like replicate a blockbuster aesthetic on a very low budget. Very low. Just budget. looks like shit. Because like the blockbusters are, are empty in and of themselves, right? Like the, the the big Hollywood blockbusters, but like they have the saving grace of production values, and these movies don't have it. So it's just as empty as a blockbuster, a Hollywood blockbuster. But it looks like complete shit. And God, the CGI-ness of everything. I mean, I've been complaining about CGI for most of my life now, but like, it's just—it's not just the like, okay, let's CGI something that doesn't exist in the world, right? The dragons or or whatever, right? You know, or like a hundred volcanoes like exploding at the same time. CGI dust. CGI sparks. CGI smoke. CGI like. 
Those things exist in the world. Yeah. They're readily available. You have a box. You need a CGI box right. to and, fall. Like, just get a box. And doing it on things that, like, obviously the actors weren't aware of on the day that CGI was going to be added. So they're not reacting to anything. So it's just, like, shit happening. Mm-mm. You know, it's like they need, we need, it's not even, like, good action or good drama or or cohesive. It's just, like, let's just throw a bunch of shit literally at the screen and make stuff come at you. It's almost like 3D. They they can they can just fool you into thinking something's actually more entertaining because it's just in your face a lot of yeah. it. Every bullet ricochet, every mm-hmm. what used to be a squib is now CGI blood spray and it doesn't oh, look real. Blood. Oh my god. I would just like that first fight scene where he's punching people and like a crayon smear of blood is coming out of people's mouths as he hit him. Again, how hard would it be to just have someone spit fake blood right? and they get fake hit? Like, how fucking easy is that? It's the easiest thing in the world. And instead of like, no, let's just do this crayon smear of blood. That'll be better. I just, oh, it's just, it's bad. And then take the fact that it's it's a whole switcheroo, right? Because like, there's Nick Cage right on the poster swinging swing, swing his sword, but it, he is not the star of this film. It's a supporting role. He phones it in. Absolutely. Very much this so. This is in the still repaying, you know, my my quest for the Holy Grail phase <laughs> of Nick Cage's career. But like, he's still the most compelling person on screen, and it's not even close. Yeah. And it's just natural screen presence and natural charisma. The real star, Alain Moussi. Ooh, wowie, wowie, wow! I was shocked that I this mean, guy wasn't CGI. Because it was Hayden Christensen. Everything is the same delivery, no matter what's going on. If he's confused, if he's angry, if he's scared. I only know those things because other people are telling me, hey, he's confused right now. Oh, okay. I guess he's confused. He seems the same exact way as when he's fighting someone. His face hasn't changed. His voice hasn't changed. I mean, no emotion playing across the face, but also not no emotion. You know, like not like an actor can do no emotion. Right. And that's the thing, right? Not that either. He, I mean, John Claude Van Damme is Philip Seymour Hoffman by comparison. You know what I mean? It's, 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 Unbelievable. We've had a lot of dullard leads, but this guy might be up there as the dullardist. The Michael J. Dullard of leads. He's he's somehow set the bar lower. Yeah. And I don't know how that happened, but the bar got lowered. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, sir. That's off, sir. Alain Moussi. I don't think we'll talk about him that much because there's nothing really to talk about. There's nothing to talk about. (laughs) You know what I mean? Except his name's Jake. Um, And again, beyond that, movie just looks like shit. Just a story, dog, performance is bad, CJ. Uh, It's an endurance test. It's bad. Cage, I mean, for his credit, we're in full nouveau shamanic mode. Yeah. You know, give give him that. I don't. Um, I don't often like ask people to really sympathize and empathize because we've chosen this. We're grown men. Mm-hmm, we're big boys, sure. but we are wringing blood from a stone to try to talk for about sure. this movie. <laughs> Go through it sequentially because it Feel is bananas, bonkers, also terribly bad. And right, yeah, like it's it's that that weird line where it's like. The most basic thing imaginable, and yet also like unbelievably like convoluted at the same time. Ridiculously convoluted. How could something this stupid and simple be so so convoluted and obscure? It doesn't make sense, but here we are. Here we go. All right, the film is Jiu Jitsu. 
jujitsu. So we open on, as remember we said it was based on a comic book. So we we have all these like, you know, it's like Ang Lee's Hulk. We get all these like comic book panels and yep. pages and stuff like that. So that's how the movie opens with all these drawing sure doesn't look like a part- i mean hey not a comic book connoisseur here no but like hey that, but it sh- sure looks like shit i am i'm a fan of comic book art and i will tell you that's when i knew i was in for a bad thing knowing that this was based on a comic book and they're using this sequential art storytelling to set up the chapters of the movie and they've chosen these images i was like oh fuck it like this yeah. is going to be the visual cue of the movie Ugh. yeah and it it's it's kind of like there's all these like chapter titles yeah too as though it's like the different the next episode as if that would I help wrote them all down no i wrote them all down and then i was like why yeah i was just like <laughs> like it doesn't do anything right the only good one was when there was a title called rabbit hole yep. and then our hero like within five seconds falls down a rabbit hole it made sense <laughs> i only wrote them down i've realized i was only writing them down to help later to know where i'm at in the story like what the fuck happened? <laughs> All right, so okay, there's this big whoosh. We're in outer space, right? Hey, we're in outer space. The comet. That's the first chapter. That's all we need to know. This big comet, big blue comet. So it's like a big. There's a lot of like these kind of shitty ass one shot. You know, what I mean, like it's just one of those like, okay, I can do it on my laptop now. So yeah, I'll do it, and it looks like shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like all those people who are like jerking off over like AI art and shit like that. Like, oh my god, AI cr- created this. Can you believe it? Yeah, I can. I've seen it. It looks like complete fucking garbage. Like, it looks like a soulless fucking machine made it. Yeah, I believe it. So we go. This is one of those shots. So we go. We see the comet. And now we're whoosh, 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 whooshing down, and we go to Earth. And now we're in like the jungle, as it turns out, the Burmese jungle. And there's all these like. So there's all these what they call it the glaive oh and cruel and cruel there's like a thousand cgi glaives yeah like at any time that are just like flying around glaive 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 everywhere and this guy this is our for lack of a better word hero mm-hmm. who is unnamed at this point and he's getting chased by some unseen enemy this is your grabber right right Ooh, what a grabber he he's getting chased. He's narrowly avoiding a thousand uh, glaives. <laughs> that he he did not know we're going to be there, so he's not responding to any of them. They're they're behind him, and then one second in front of him. It's so bad. So he he's gets chased right to the edge of a cliff. Oh my god! He hesitates. He leaps, but as he leaps, he gets like hit in the back by these flying stars he falls into the water gaboosh credits oh my god are you hooked yet (laughs) are you hooked yet no and then again over the credits we get all this more comic book art blah 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 so now the movie actually starts starts there's a boat a boat on a river we see Cage. We see these glimpses of Cage. I had to go back and make sure that I saw this because there's no mention of it like later. I'm the same. In the movie. I did the same exact thing at the end when it's the cast right. in chronological order and it had Nick Cage second. I was like, he wasn't in the movie that early. And I went back. Yeah, and I mean, he certainly you see, is. Like just a few glimpses of his face. I was like, oh, there's Cage wearing like the pointed, um, you know, like peasant hat. Yeah, you know, right. Like, the, the, like a Vietnamese peasant sort of a hat. On a boat, you know, at night, um, and then kaboosh. Up the river. This... Yes, he's selling his furs <laughs> up, up the river. river. 
Selling your furs up the river. Revolution. Go check oh, that episode out. That's a good one. Do we ever rerun that thing? I, I don't think so. We should, though, on July 4th. Let's rerun them. Let's Next another, year. <laughs> another round of 30 reruns. <laughs> I don't think we'll do that again. But <coughs> Excuse me. Again, thanks for sticking with us through that. Um, so anyway, this body, boom. Here's the body. We fish it out of the river. And there's this old couple, an old Burmese couple. Yeah. Um, they patch them up. So you you know you knew it was bad the second you saw those comic book panels. Me, I saw these POV shots, these like bleary POV shots of like, oh, I'm just waking up and there's a P- I mean, this is I mean every cliche, every cliche you could ever imagine. Everyone, and even and when he's running so through the jungle, executed when he's running through the jungle. There's that cliche of all of a sudden the camera's thick in the vegetation. You know mm-hmm. you're gonna go through it and be on the edge of a cliff and like. Like, you know it. Every cliche. I mean, running through the whole playbook here. I mean, it is, it is, it's real trash. You know, (laughs) like, you can tell right away that it's trash. But we see in these subtitles, and they're like these John Wick subtitles. Have you seen the John Wick movies? They make the subtitles like not, not sub stylized, colorful, and bold and stylized. Right. It's part of the stylization of the movie. In this case, it's just like, Oh, hey, John Wick did that thing. Let's do that thing, right? Like it's just like ticking off a list of like things that like real movies do, <laughs> like, and, and trying to do them. It's fucking sad. So we hear her say, "He can't stay here," or we read her say, "We he can't stay here. Get him out before the trouble starts." And again, we look up, and there's this comet, this you know, which flew back in space, this giant blue comet streaking across the across the Burmese sky. So she decides, I'm just going to dump the body on these soldiers. So she boom, boom, boots rise up, and this quirky is where we meet Tex. Hey, she comes and she drops off the body with all these soldiers who don't speak the language. The so they hilariously bring the <laughs> bumbling Tex. comic relief Tex. Fair to say the Tex is a cut up quirky. He's a real jack of apes. Tex oh, doesn't boy. take anything seriously. Oh no, not so much. Um, so he can't really interpret what she's yeah. saying. You know, she says something about go to the temple, and she's like, "Oh, he's he's got a hole in his temple, like his head." Anyway, but we hear sh- her say this is because of the comet. Yeah, like, this is happening because of the comet, and that once every six years, a hole opens in a temple. And a warrior of death comes out. And the warrior of death is here right now, you idiots. And the soldiers, because of course, poo-poo all this and think she's just some crazy woman. But we know this is actually the backstory because it's a mystic woman saying it in this movie. (laughs) Exactly. So the guy from the river is, um, they patched him up. They dumped him off on these soldiers, and they're like, what the hell's your deal? Who the hell are you? He can't remember anything. He's got amnesia. Oh, my He's God. There's amnesia. It's an interrogation scene. <laughs> and if you thought that the fight scenes and the endless walking scenes were interminable to get through, the acting scenes are easily oh the worst. The From the direction yeah. and the uh, performers pouring mm-hmm. it on, 
This guy, he can't even like, re- he's, he, it's almost, it's just under a Ricky S performance because it's like, mm-hmm. he, he's so flat. He's giving nothing. Whereas Ricky went so far mm-hmm. giving you a bunch of ticks. He's giving nothing, but it's, it's still on un, as unhinged. <laughs> Something about these Canadians, man. It's like, it's hinged. It's, it's like, they, it's so hinged. It's so hinged. That like, that like the, You'll you'll strip the screw. Like you can't, it can't be taken off again. The whole wall needs to come down. Like it's so hinged. It's the most hinged performance that's ever. Like his acting coach is like, hinge it up. Just hinge it. Yeah, I got you. Go for it. Yeah. So he can't remember anything. He's given army intelligence, and there's this this woman. She says, "I'm with army intelligence, and I'm." Good. <laughs> so lame. And if but we say if we say this woman or this man, that's it. We don't know anybody's names. They don't. Just, they don't flesh yeah, out. There's any- so many things where I'm like, all I can. I mean, later on we meet this group of like nine or ten fighters, and I'm like, all I know is by I can tell you what weapon they have. Right. 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 Because everyone has a different weapon. That's helpful. Which but is no very- one else. If, no, Which, they don't have a different weapon. I don't know. If I know very little about martial arts, but I do know jujitsu is weaponless fighting. It's like <laughs> meant to be grappling and leverage. Everyone has knives. And Everyone's got and fucking shit. crazy weapons. Axes. Like, it just has there like is, a metal pipe. There is no grappling at all in this movie. It's ridiculous. No, not a lot of grappling. Not a lot of grappling. So... He's. They're not getting anything out of him. Army intelligence not getting anything out of him. And at one point, he's. They try to move him, and he just like instinctively starts to like kick everyone's ass. Yeah. Like it's so just it's like it's like Jason Bourne is like some upgrade. Kind of like Jason Bourne. Training, yeah. Right. Some something's kicking in, and he's just like, I don't know what I'm doing. But he I'm doesn't know how he knows. And this is where like this fake blood, where he'll just like punch someone in this face, and it's just like little bit of raspberry jam just like pops out of their mouth because it was some added cgi oh that fucking looks terrible i I mean why i don't know why do how about just no blood how about just no blood how about just no blood yeah they just get punched you can do internal damage i was like okay because this is the first big fight of the movie and of course like i'm this is the question of the movie is like we know this is going to be a piece of shit but we'll have some good fight sequences and then right away, it's like, this is, the, like, I'm like, okay, okay, kick, kick, kick. What the fuck, Raspberry Jam? <laughs> like, why? Like, it, it takes you out of it immediately. This might be, like, a weird comparison, but it's like Whitney Carson in, uh, in what's that movie? What's the one we just... Dancing It's On. Dancing It's On. She yeah. knows the Dancing steps. No, it's like on. Vanilla Ice in, in Cold Ooh. as Ice. You can see he Ooh. knows the steps... But right. in doing them, it's not good dancing. It's not dancing. You can see the fight choreography, right. but they're pulling punches. They're pulling punches so hard that they fucking blatantly miss, or mm-hmm. there's a delayed reaction, and it's just it's no good. It's not good yeah. action. I can see the where the 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 steps and the cues are to yeah. go, especially when Tony but, Jaw's in it. But it's mm-hmm. not good. No, it just feels like a run through of yeah. things. Yeah. And and uh, as it was alluded by your boy, Mark Savlov, I see you drooling right now. Savlov's dog. It's all shot at like this kind of like flat 
angle, right? There's no like, let's go up, go down, go in, go out or anything like that. Yeah. And it's also not like, oh, cool. Like, it's just like, they'll do a lot of the thing where it's like, oh, it's POV. Now it's not POV or the reverse POV or the like, slow it down as somebody like gets hit really hard. and then All the slow-mo. Yeah. Every time slow-mo kicks in, you know a fight scene's about to happen. They're trying to pull out all the tricks. Again, This is they're, they're taking off things where it's like, this is what like a, a, a Marvel movie would do. This is what the Expendables would do. This is what these movies that cost like a hundred million dollars or two hundred million dollars would do. You know, they're just ticking off like things on a list, and it's, ugh, it's that. also this movie costing twenty five million dollars. How the fuck? Why? Why? What? How? How? Right? Where? Again, I mean, most of that must go to Cage. Has to. Just thought it was on Left Behind. It was like he's he's probably more than half the budget. And again, it's not really a lead role. Just as in Left Behind was not really a lead role, or it was a and he's in a he, lead role or something. Like he interacts with like two other people. Like every, <laughs> nobody else was there that day or when he was no. shooting. Frank Grillo and him are never in the same place together, but they talk to each other several times. Right. I don't. Yeah, I don't think the world could handle Cage and Grillo unseen to get unseen <laughs> together. That's just it's too much. You can't get know. a grill cage thing happening. It's too. It's, it's too like much. the Pacino De Niro thing. <laughs> Heat. Where the fuck are we? Where? Okay, so uh, okay, so he's he's whipping everybody. He's instinctive. He's upgrading everybody, right? And then uh, the army intelligence woman, she takes him down with a syringe, and as she's doing it, and there's this like weird montage of shots. She's like, "It's a truth serum," <laughs> but she still doesn't get anything out of him. Like he really does not remember at all. All he says is, "I'm here to do a job." And there's some cryptic talk about something that's coming for us. But there's no no uh, no specifics there whatsoever. Okay, Tony and Ja, get in here. Make this a semi real movie. Yeah. Please. My God. So he's just this guy in a hood who's been skulking around. He's just skulking in his hood. And suddenly he's like, I bop 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 boom and just you know becomes a one shot one man wrecking crew it's all this like one shot video game style the intro to tony yeah the intro to tony jaw is pretty fucking funny because this happened several times in the movie we're following these monks we're at a soldier's fort we're following (laughs) these monks and then they turn this they turn left and he just pops up behind him like nobody saw this little man sneaking behind the monks and it's not like there's like a hundred monks. There's like four monks. Yeah, this... <laughs> Another reason this reminded me of Cosmic Sin is like... Cosmic Sin took place like in the 30th century or something yeah. like that. And yet everything... Like people still had like trucks, you know? Yeah. Normalized trucks. Like that lasted a thousand years. Like right. how many wagons <laughs> from, from the 1100s <laughs> are we still like using in our daily lives? You know? <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> But it has this, like, I don't want to say retro-futuristic feel because there's, like, aliens and, and some some futuristic stuff going on. But also it's, like, not – it's not that no. <laughs> at the same time, you know. It's But it's not – but there is this whole thing of, like, they're in this – there's monks and there's, like, farmers and everything. They're amongst the peasants. But they're yeah. also this, like, mystical race of alien fighting ninjas. Right, who wear not – clothes they wear part armor they wear like invisibility robes yeah they wear these robes that are supposedly make them invisible it is meant to be a little nouveau shamanic futuristic 
big time New Shamanic, but is it futuristic? That's the question. <laughs> Newspapers still exist, which is like not a reality of today. Right? Yeah. So maybe it's like an alternate reality mm. where, you know, the old media still exists and the old ways, the old ways of jujitsu still, mm. who cares? Uh, okay, where are we? Okay, so Tony Jaa is ripping through these soldiers, like, you know, just just absolutely tearing through them, like they're um, paper mache. Yeah. Um, it's the, sol- again, it's the video game. So it's, this is a much better action scene. Again, the, the Tony Jaa action scenes are the most credible in the movie. But even they are struggle busing. But they're sometimes. still not good. They're yeah. still not good. Again, it's really like, just like I'm throwing my arm out there, run up and, you know, flip under it. Just yeah. act like it hits you. It's almost like world uh, <laughs> professional wrestling, <laughs> but slow mo, so you can see all the mistakes. And again, someone will like fall on like a a pile of hay, and then CGI like hay and dust will will pop up. You know, like uh, this this is the aesthetic of the movie. It's just terrible. And this fight scene goes on for for an extended amount of time because he's going through the whole. It's like a video game quest. That's mission. what I'm saying. It's it's like a mission on, yeah. on a on a, a video game. And they keep cutting back to the the very good interrogator interrogating the <laughs> very clueless man, and they just have to kind of react that something's happening outside. Like okay, clearly something is happening. And he finally gets all the way to this unnamed prisoner, still unnamed prisoner. And he's like, we got to go. And they do like a little hand class thing. And then it's like, boom, they run away. And then it becomes like a whole other thing where they're like tearing through them to escape. You know, the actual line, Dan, I wrote this down. It's we got to go. Let's go. (laughs) They do the hand clasp and they go. And off they go. We got to go. This. Let's go. The same character says that. That's not like a conversation between two people. That's the same character saying the same thing twice <laughs> in two different ways. Hand clasp, <laughs> we're out. Well, it's headline, we've got to go. CTA, let's go. Yeah, okay, good. Yeah. It's- I'm in marketing. You know, you got you to really think about the CTA. Like, it's really let's go is the call to action. Describing the action and then empowering the action, activating it. So this time, it becomes this, like, thing. Uh, this, I mean, it becomes a, a whole bit, thing. It's a whole thing. It's a little bit um, ultraviolet-esque, you know, the scene of the sunglasses scene. Oh, yeah. It's like it keeps going. So in this one, it's like it's a POV shot from you know, a named prisoner's point of view. Then it's not that. Then it is that again. Then it's not. Then it oh, is. Fuck. It keeps going back and forth. And Tony Jaws just taking everybody down, one punch, two punch, and there's nobody mm-hmm. who can. These all men all have guns. They nobody yeah. can take him down. And I'm, I know, right? <laughs> it's literally it's Lancelot at the wedding in the Holy Gra- in Monty Python and the Holy Grail, just got John Cleese cutting through that whole wedding of people. <laughs> Tony Jaws does it with his bare fists, and then there's even yep. like a, a hijink CPOV re- shot because we're. We're now in Jake's point of view. We don't know him as Jake yet, but where the camera is his point of view. He's watching Tony Jaw leading him, beating everybody. He goes to fight a guy. Tony Jaw takes care of him. And then the two hands that you see in view go, whoa, 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 It's like, are we doing bits now? Oh, yeah. They're doing bits. So they escape. I mean, you know, whatever. I mean, every scene from now on is like, 
five minutes of punching and kicking and then they either escape or they get killed or they you walk I mean? there's so there's a lot of walking in this movie to, oh to my pad. God. Well, it's always it starts with walking it starts with walking then there's stalking you're walking and stalking walking stalking classic walking it's, and stalking you're class and sork and walk and stalk <laughs> it's a classic walk and stalk <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so they, they escape, but they, they're walking, they're out in a field of, you know, Cypress, Cypress field of wheat or whatever the fuck they're, they're out there. And all of a sudden it's like, Hey, they, they're come across by this whole, the whole gang, the jujitsu gang, this whole gang. And we finally meet Frank Grillo for Frank Grillo. Pierce. still no Nick Cage, except for those two kind of oblique you know shots at the beginning there. I wrote, Oh great. Grillo. Frank Grillo. Oh, great. <laughs> and he says, don't move Jake. Hang on, Jake. Wait a minute, Jake. Wait right there, Jake. Hey, Jake, you think I'm going to do this? Like, he says the name. Like, it's like they really were like, we need to establish that this character has a name, and his name is Jake. <laughs> that that is his Jake. Hey, Jake, what are you doing, Jake? Hey, Jake. Did you ever see the sequel to Chinatown, the two Jakes? There's two Jakes, <laughs> Jake, there's two Jakes and the Jake, Jake. Do you ever listen to the 90s, Scott? Did you like Less Than Jake, Jake? Less Than Jake? <laughs> Jake and the Fat Man? <laughs> So much Jake. So anyway, this unnamed person, his name is Jake. Hi, Jake. So, I mean, this movie is so fucking sloppily written. I can't believe this was like something that was like adapted by the creator from his own creation. And then he also directed it too, because this feels like such a bastardization. It's like, did this ever fucking make sense? They're all talking like, hey, Jake, what the hell are you doing here? Like, you're supposed to be dead. Like, why did you come back? Like, and when you think about, like, what happens, like, like that makes no sense no. whatsoever. Their their point of view makes no fucking sense. I don't get any of and this. And this is, like, we don't know either. And so, like, their their confusion about this is, like, informing us, and it makes no let me, sense. Let me ask you this. Does the movie ever, like, skip chronologically, like, Tarantino, where it suddenly cuts back two days or something? Because there are times I swear people die, and then they're back again a little later. No, I think it's just sloppy as fuck. He's back All in that right. interrogation room a, another time, and I no, don't. Know. He is. He is because. Well, we'll get there. Okay, this comes up. He he meets this team, and they're all like, "Hey, Jake, you're Jake. This is the plan, Jake." And he's like, "I don't know what the plan is. I don't remember you people. Who the fuck are you?" This woman like comes up and embraces him. They're obviously, you know, she thinks that they're lovers or something like that. So he's just still confused. I mean, you wouldn't know it to look at his face. <laughs> Because there's nothing going on in his face. It's but, the same. You know, context clues. He's he's confused, you know. Um, and then right in the middle of this, bah-bah, they're attacked. They're attacked by this invisible whatever that has been, like, tracking throughout this movie. We just see this, like, it's, start, like, it's like in every scene we see a little bit more, a little bit more. In the first scene, we don't know what the fuck. It's just, like, blah, 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 blah wavy trees. Something's following him. And then a little more and a little more. So something attacks them, right? And now we're starting to see it's some sort of a humanoid form. And it's taking, like, fighting stances. You know what I mean? So they're attacked by it. Every They all fight. They're all getting beat up, like, pretty bad. But then all of a sudden, like, the army guys show up again. Like, all those army people in the end, army intelligence women, they just show up. And then the jujitsu are like, great. Let's just kick these guys' ass because, like, we can really just beat the fuck out of these guys. And they just, like, mow these guys down. The military just gets absolutely 
slaughtered slaughtered brutally slaughtered and all the and soldiers again. again have weapons do not use them no, uh, they're mean, all these, like i'm gonna punch you and or use a knife they and know like, that about, these two guys just broke out of their fort and slaughtered like a whole division one dude did one, one dude. dude and now there's like nine of these dudes <laughs> including the dude so yeah, they just mow down the army guys, the jujitsu do. This is one of my favorite parts because Frank Grillo fa- throws a knife at nothing. He like turns and just has a knife and throws it. But the music tells me something happened, but nothing happens. Something happened. But yeah, everyone everyone has their own weapons in, in this thing. They're like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. These yeah. guys. It's like Frank Grillo has two knives. Um, the one woman has nunchucks, and there's another woman with two axes. There's a metal pipe guy. Tony Jaw has like these metal like they they're batons, the you hold you know, them in like your hand. They're the things 68 that sixty-eight yeah. Democratic National Convention batons, <laughs> right? Like not like. Not like a you know Irish cop swinging a baton, but like ones with like handles and shit yeah. on them to really like fuck you up. That'd be how great would it be if there was like some guy in a just like a basketball jersey had thunder sticks, like those things they hand out. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like annoying. Like everybody else beats ass. He's just annoying. How do you like that, huh? That's pretty loud in your face. So this is like where while all this is happening, the alien attacks Jake again. Yeah. And then Jake falls down, but he falls right into the lap of the army intelligence woman, and he's captured again. And this is where he's like back in the interrogation room, and he's being interrogated. But I mean, it's just so shitty. What a great advancing of story! Like, how do you how do you write that? Be like, okay, he's in the interrogation room, and then he gets broke out, and then they get in a fight, and it's like, oh, he's back there again. What? The, what? Yeah. And it, and it doesn't advance the plot at all. Mm-mm. Well, and then they decide, all right, should we stay here in the space where at least there's like a base? No, well, let's go out there. Like, and let's just be on the move. Like, while this, whatever is out there, kill, like, lots of things are out there killing like soldiers right now. <laughs> it's like the good guys, the bad guys, they're all killing soldiers. So, should we just go out there and just like serve ourselves up to them? Absolutely. Absolutely. So they and they, they take the prisoner too. <laughs> and it's just like right away, they're. You know, attacked by the invisible whatever, the invisible alien. <laughs> and this is where we get, you know, so we're just attacking. Another thing off the list, these, I guess, reverse point of view shots where it seems as though the camera is like attached. They're wearing a harness or something. And it's yeah, they're wearing the a harness and it's right in their face. So it's like it's always on them, even though there's like all this chaotic action happening in the background. So this is just like another action movie um, cliche that we're kind of checking off the list here. Adds nothing, does nothing, who cares? <laughs> but all the army guys are taken out, um, or just about all of them. The alien finally reveals itself to one of the soldiers, and we see that it's just like this, you know, it's like all predator bullshit, right? Like it can cloak itself, and it can, um, you know, do all these different things. So this soldier kind of stands up to it, um, fights him, guns him down, and it seems like he's got him. But then this it regenerates right away and takes this guy down. When that soldier picks up the Gatling gun to shoot at it, yeah, it's like top secret. When they just reach behind a bush and there's a gun there, he just really reaches down to the front of the shot, pulls up a Gatling gun. He was not that wasn't his gun. That gun was just there. 
Absolutely. The blocking is amazing. It's hard to explain right now in this movie, but his actions in this scene, when we meet this character again later, and he explains to our hero how to kill this thing, everything he does in the scene makes absolutely no sense. Makes no sense whatsoever. <laughs> we'll come back to it, but th- it's it's this the movie is just complete. Like it doesn't remember what it said like two seconds ago. You know? Yeah. Okay, so they're running. Jake and the the army intelligence woman are running, and at this point, we're almost. I mean, we're close to halfway through the movie. It's reasonable to assume that this woman is going to be like a significant character in the movie. Well, disabuse yourself of that notion. Whammo, CGI glaive to the fucking heart. Good night. <laughs> Good night, madam. You are done. Whereas Jake falls in this like rabbit hole. Her journey is over, but his journey down the rabbit hole just beginning. And where does the rabbit hole lead? To Wonderland? Eh, sort of. Nick kind Cage's of. living room. Yeah. There's a mad habit of Wonderland. There's a kind of like literally he wears newspaper hats. There is a mad hatter. He makes his own hats. Um, and he right away, like Nick Cage is right there and he just throws a knife right at him and he misses um, right at Jake. And hits a big old fatty. Like hits a big old fatty yep. just take, and just flicks it away. And uh, Jake says, who are you? And he says, forgot a few things, huh? You know me? I am you whoa and so they fight cage's weapon of choice is a bamboo staff because remember he's a nouveau shamanic cage's weapon of choice is shadows and editing there are several Uh, yes anything tight up close is just a real quick shot of him grunting and like moving anything Mm. far away is someone with a wig trying to hide their face really leaned on the body double 60 pounds lighter than cage it reminded me a lot of both uh, Seagal in China Hero. Oh, China Salesman. China Salesman. And um, David Carradine in uh, mm. the one sword and the sorceress or something like that. The sorceress. I forget the name of that movie. The Warrior and the Sorceress. Warrior and the Sorceress. Yeah, the, the weirdly yeah. named Warrior and the Sorceress. Because it's mm. just like, I'm going to lift my leg up. Okay, that... <laughs> That's a meteor groin that just debilitated you. I'm going to move my elbow this way. Okay, that just broke your clavicle. <laughs> yeah, that's David Carradine's fighting style, all right. <laughs> um, yeah, and Cage, his, another weapon of choice is shtick. Yes. Um, mid-fight, he displays the newspaper hats <laughs> that he makes for himself, puts one on. My favorite line of his mid-fight said like it's one of those kind of like Bruce Willis after he guns somebody down and makes a quip. It's like, get off my piano. (laughs) What the fuck? Because when the guy's on his piano, legit gripe. I get it. Yeah. Oh, right on his piano. Yeah. Absolutely. Wasn't was it wasn't like a double entendre that he just said get off my piano, <laughs> like get off my plane and yeah. Air Force One, like yeah, always bet on black. That's the way it's delivered. <laughs> get off my piano. So what Cage is really here for? His character is we find out his name Wiley. 
He's really here just for exposition. Yep. He's the one who's going to explain all this stuff. We, so Several we hear times. about it. He, call, he calls this um, guy who's this figure that's chasing them the spaceman. That's this invisible figure that's throwing fake glaives at them. And he says that the spaceman is the poet warrior in the sci-fi sense. <laughs> and he wanted you here. He gave us jujitsu. So, uh, okay. So, yeah. So basically, uh, and we, uh, Brax. I don't know if we find that out here, but the alien's name is Brax. Right. Brax, Brax just wants a good old fight. It's sort of an alien versus predator situation where, like, the, the predators created the aliens to be this, like, perfect fighting machine. But it's to, also like, just a regular predator situation where it comes to yeah. a planet to hunt if it doesn't mm. find proper prey. But it also, it also trained the, the humans. To, so it's like a Prometheus fight. thing as well? Right. Like, he, he, he gave us jujitsu so that... He taught us how to fight so that we could fight him, <laughs> like that's a, which is so stupid. But that's it. It's just like he's he he invented jujitsu, and he he's come he comes in this wormhole. He's tied to this comet. It opens every six years. He appears in the temple. Comes from light years away, and he just fights people. He fights like nine people. And this is where I I cut. I'm, this movie's so fucked up. Is it a predator situation where it's like a new predator every year or something like that comes? Or is it like the same guy every year? That's what I couldn't figure out. It seems like, like to go back and forth on that. I do think it is a different person every time. It has to yeah. be the way it ends. I get... Okay. I mean, I, this sometimes you want to just take the movie at its own logic. But yeah. when the movie just like refuses its own logic then what i don't know what the fuck you're supposed to do with this like you could say like oh there's clues for this or clues for that but like yeah <laughs> but it's also so fucking sloppy that like it contradicts itself so often i can't really tell is it a, yeah is it a race is it a who cares well let's move it on it's like when in dangerous men when i was trying to figure out how the guy who was stuck in the car got out of the car i was like did i miss how he got no no you just they didn't do that part he they was stuck, and then he was just out. They just didn't care. So, yeah, it's it's sort of an alien versus predator again. It's sort of a Mortal Kombat. It's sort of a Stargate. You're kind of taking little elements from all these different things and mashing them up together, and it's terrible. Um, but the other jujitsu, they come in. They're like, "Come on, Jake, let's go, let's go." So they all go to this temple where they're all training, and this is where you know they learn more about the aliens and. See, this is the other one. Is like it seems like the fighters are just these like sacrificial lambs. Yeah, basically, they have to defeat it, or do they just have to fight it? Like, because it seems like it's just about like fighting it. But it we didn't say it's like we have to defeat it. I mean, we didn't say if he doesn't find adequate uh, people to fight, he destroys villages. Like, yeah, like so you can't refuse him, or he'll he'll bring you know blood you know this, rain blood upon the yeah earth. this is almost like a jedi order whose mission is to give him this fight whatever the cause whatever the outcome yeah so like they're they're again they're kind of like they're great fighters and he wants like the best fighters but like they also are like kind of lambs to the slaughter because like this guy is like 
has all of these tools. He can regenerate. Yeah, and, and that's a little unfair. I got to say, the guy got shot point blank several hundred times by a Gatling gun and then was up in a couple minutes, right? Oh, yeah. Here's no, the, I mean, Cage, Cage at one point says, like, he fights fair, talking about the spaceman, a.k.a. Brax. He does not. I mean, I guess he fights fair in the sense of, like, he fights you, but he it is not a fair fight. He's because, invisible. Like, He's invisible. He has super speed. He can regenerate anytime. I will say he's bad with the glaives, though. He unleashes a fucking shit ton of those things. They don't hit one, but but one person. Not a good shot. He is he red shirts only. Yeah, or in his he only hits people we don't need for the. But here's an idea: just give him nine schlubs. Like take nine death row prisoners, line them up to fight again. What I can't, like, is it just fighting him or do you have to defeat him? Like, because Cage is still alive and we find out that he did fight him. No, he so backed down, didn't he? He backed he down. Back, That's why he, he back, Why he was living in that hut. Okay. Yeah, right, right, right. No, fuck this. Okay. Yeah. Moving on. Who cares? So, <laughs> yeah, basically they can't refuse the fight or it's the world's ass. And they're either fighting the same guy or different guys. And they either have to beat him or they just have to fight yeah. him. Yeah. Okay, there we are. I think we're, co- we're covering a lot of bases here. Let's go. Is this Cage, where Nick Cage compares somebody to Manolette, the clownish matador? <laughs> I feel like that was his addition to the script. A hundred percent that was Cage. I do not feel that was in the original he, graphic novel. He just was talking to everybody about that day and decided to work it in. Everything that day was compared like, to Manolette the Clownish. This coffee is like Manolette the Clownish Matador. <laughs> Deceptive yet smooth. He's also wearing this. He's in full like Vietnam veteran regalia. He's got like a this this hippie headband. He's got beads. He's got sunglasses. He's like smoking. He's not smoking a fatty. He's smoking a pinner now. He's just got a little tight little pinner joint. Where do you? And then suddenly Jake is constantly just pulled away and waking up in strange places. So now he wakes up and it's that soldier who gunned down the alien, but then got killed anyway. So this guy's like, "Listen, dude, I've got a license to kill you." No expiration date. And he he's like, so now I'm going to tell you everything I know about this alien, and you're going to tell me. He's been tracking, studying, researching, doing something for the spaceman slash Brax for what he says is decades and gives Jake the key. You have to kill him while he's regenerating, and you only get a few seconds. And then you think back to like what happened in his like one encounter. He like shoots him, and then like smugly walks away. He's like, "I did it! I did it! Hurrah!" My decades, decades of research. research. <laughs> like, why do I follow your own advice? So he basically he says this. And then dies. <laughs> That's it. Like he's just there to like give Jake that little bit of information. That I'm so glad he hung out long enough for Jake to faint and then just be there. All of a be sudden, be there, have the strength to drag him back to his cave. Was like, you're going to tell me everything I know. Then told Jake everything he knew and died. I mean, uh, there you go. Thank you. Thank you for serving your purpose in the script. Jake's like, all right. Well, I got everything I need out of you. Goodbye, corpse. Um, and walks back and finds Wiley now at a campsite. 
and Wiley is, you know, he's still just me and his old kind of nouveau shamanic hippie self. Um, he's like kind of got something roasting on a spit there. And he says to, to Jake, like Brax is saving the best for last, you know, you should be honored in your way. Which again, the movie is so sloppy it contradicts himself because, like, we find out it's not really an honor <laughs> at all. He's not saving the best for last. He's saving the like the biggest coward for last. And this is the scene where he tells him that too. So why did you set him up like that? <laughs> like, you don't, what purpose did that serve? <laughs> so he's like, "What happened? What happened? I don't like what. What was my encounter with Brax the alien?" He's he, they, everyone's alluding that Jake had this encounter with Brax. So he's like, "Oh." I was there. So flashback. Blah, 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 blah. So we flashback to Brax coming through the the wormhole, right? He's coming through the wormhole and he comes right. I mean, he, Brax comes out like he's not coming out, shaking hands, uh, flip a coin, you know, like <laughs> let's have a good clean game. Kind of like he comes out like just like glaives a flinging. I mean, he just <laughs> comes out looking for blood comes storming out of the wormhole gets the first guy and within like five seconds has just like crushed his head jake is like number two on the list he gets takes a big wallop and then jake is like deuces <laughs> i'm gonna bounce and jake takes off right jake ran so that was what we started from in the first at the beginning of the film was jake running he wasn't running you know i mean he was running for his life but he was a cowardly move because he his red badge of courage thing he ran from the battle he ran his his cowardice forced him to run and wiley says that like he had a similar encounter six years early he begged for his life and so the creature thought it was like hilarious or something like who who does that like so classic so the the clown matador classic classic matador clown uh but running is like way worse way worse and so now the alien is gonna like torture him and fuck with him and like save him for last as like the way you like play with your food. Yeah, you save it for last. So why did he say he wasn't like this is like he'd say this thirty seconds ago and then say the exact opposite thing? Uh, good time. So this is the air quotes conflict of the film. Is it's between Jake and his own bravery. You know, it's the red badge of courage. Will he face the spaceman when he gets another chance, or will he run away again? Classic trope, Corky. Nothing wrong with it, but again. Elaine Moosey, emotional corpse. Emotional, fucking, rotting, dead body. He's like, you have nothing there. Soulless, just dead, dead eyes. So it means nothing. None of this means anything. No. Why is any of this anything? And complete hack writing to just make it so he just doesn't remember all that. So we don't know, as an audience, what's going on. And to have a moment where it's revealed. It's like, why did he lose his memory? And then why not just tell him right away? I mean, it's what Cage is doing here is which he says is for his own good is just complete nonsense. So anyway, nonsense. Some of the fighters make it back to camp. They're going to go off. Or we're going to have our final showdown. Everyone who's remaining who's not dead. And Wiley tells them, remember, quote, the one thing you always have with jujitsu, leverage. Oh, leverage makes a return. Which is not anything in this movie, but a nice battlefield colon earth time. All right, so everyone gets their shot, right? We're and obviously again, we're saving Jake for last. So <laughs> but don't worry, there's like nine people like in front of him. So Nunchucks woman gets her turn, Taxes woman takes her shot. Grillo gets his go, and uh, Axe Girl gets the TK Carter and Southern Comfort treatment. She just gets <laughs> flung into some wooden spikes. 
Grillo gets his, but not before. Boosh! Take that! Double birds! Hey, Brax! See them birds up in there? Jake just keeps running. Off he goes, off he goes. The um, Tony Jaw breaks out his batons. He gets his shot, so he gets a long old sequence there. But it's just on and on and on and on. Now Wiley gets his shot. So Wiley uh, goes up against him, fights valiantly, but is killed. His throat is cut in front of uh, Nunchucks and Jake, who seem like they're the only two people left. She's injured. He's he's down, you know. Brax does plunge a sword all the way through Wiley, mm-hmm. like his upper shoulder area, just above like yeah. his heart. And <laughs> he fights another like three, four minutes after that. It's pretty amazing and is using that part of his body Uh, it's like come on (laughs) he he impaled him like ran him through (laughs) pulled it back you're you're taking a knee at least at min (laughs) not if you're wily not if you're wily fought to the last second man so now it seems like it's just down to Nunchuck's woman and Jake. Um, she tells him he was your father. And the emotions of that revelation are playing over Alain Moosey's face. Is uh, <laughs> It's a real journey. I didn't it's catch that real... part. <clears throat> I didn't catch that part in the movie. And I think I had more emotion on my face just now. I think that's t- probably why I missed it because I was like, "Oh, there's no, still no reaction to his face. Obviously, nothing's happened. He was your father. Fuck, no reaction, just because of bad acting. And then they just start making out. They just start going at it. I mean, again, like he does not know who the fuck this woman is, and like she, even after realizing, like, okay, he has like amnesia." Doesn't know who I am. There's this whole scene where they're like suiting up and she's like kind of pawing at him. Yeah. And it's like 50 first dates me at, at, at <laughs> least before you start like going after my goodies, you know, <laughs> like give me a little context about our relationships. My God. All eight of their comrades have died horrible deaths. Yeah. And they're just horny as fuck. Right. Horny as fuck. But they're cock blocked by who? Ya boy. The interpreter texts the interpreter and the old Burmese couple. How? I want How? I want to know what was going on in the days of this story where those three were hanging. The what wacky hijinks. <laughs> How did that happen? And he's got two grenades, too. Oh yeah. Right, so we're set we're setting it up. We're setting up the final showdown, so who kicks down the door? Why, of course, it's Brax. He's just glaives uh, popping. Glaives everywhere and hitting almost no one, really, and nothing. I don't know what he's doing with these. Is there any tracking system on these glaives? Come on, Predator. Fake Predator. And finally, we get down to it's Jake versus Brax slash the Spaceman slash fake Predator. They fight, they fight, they fight, they fight. It looks like Jake is done. Jake remembers his father. He well, I would say he remembers his father, but it's not like one of those like Luke used the force where he like actually remembers Obi Wan saying something. He just remembers the nunchucks woman telling him he was her father. It doesn't get a quote. <laughs> Probably because that must have been added like after like Cade shot his scenes or something like that. Because that makes no sense. Like him being his father, it doesn't make any fucking sense. 
But he remembers it. Remembers her telling him that a few minutes ago. Fights back, overpowers the spaceman, kicking his ass. And then we find, whoa, the spaceman is disoriented by fire. His like technology is disoriented. Like that never came up. I was like, how did nobody centuries? Nobody ever thought of that. Every six years, shotgun blasts. Centuries and centuries, like when fire to be lit. Everything is lit by fire in the olden days. Before like, they oh. had weapons that could blast, <laughs> like fire was the weapon and the that source of That was the only life. weapon, yeah. right? It's like, oh, fuck. It must have come up. Must have come up. I don't, yeah. Anyway. He's disoriented by fire. So Jake gets the other hand, upper hand. He slices him open. He stuffs his wounds with the grenades, kicks him through the space hole, through the wormhole, and it blows up. But oh no, here comes fire. But Jake leaps away from the fire every, and it's fine. Even Tony Jaw is fine, even though I guess he just decided I'm gonna hang back. Yeah. During this finale, I'm gonna just be a spectator. <laughs> like the world the future of the world's at stake here, Tony Jaw. Pitch in. So anyway, yeah. Woo, we did it. We're celebrating the interpreter text, he says to the wormhole. See you in six years. Which again, I'm like you will that's what was just blow up the wormhole like what just happened like what did i just watch was that just a miscommunication between him and the burmese woman like did he think she said oh it's gonna happen every six years no matter what yeah i don't know what that's the way did i just watch quirky what the fuck did i just watch i just watched a little movie called jujitsu quirky yeah Final thoughts on the film Jiu-Jitsu. It was a COVID film. There's no vaccination for this movie. I, we're, all, <laughs> we're all vulnerable to, to this disease of a film. Final thoughts before we banish this thing to the hell from which it came. I still don't understand how 25 million went into this budget there mm-hmm. there is nothing in this movie that should be 25 million cage couldn't be more than what 10 million for this yeah i where the money went not into the budget no definitely into not. somebody's pocket yes. <laughs> but not into the budget uh this I've, whole movie feels like a fucking uh, a tax scheme you know or, or a ponzi scheme or something i will say one thing positive about the movie i thought the the concept, the character design of Brax was kind of cool. It's cheap, so you got to give it that. But it's like this all black armor, spandexy kind of, so it moves. And then the the face was kind of a the face was kind of like Mysterio, where mm-hmm. there's just this smoky glass thing happening until it starts getting features behind that blue smoky glass. Exactly. Then that that was garbage. Oh boy, was that bad? Yeah, yeah it looked like Lawnmower Man. Like, lay it back, lay it back, yeah. and then all of a sudden it was like, okay, now let's give it like a, a really f- like two dimensional kind of nose. It was terrible eyes, and it just looked. But it, I thought it looked cool before that, so that was like one positive about the movie. Oh god, just an awful fucking sit. It was Cosmic Sin was so boring because mm-hmm. like nothing happened. Until like there was just a sporadic burst of violence, but still nothing happened. This had a lot more violence, but even the violence was boring because mm-hmm. it was just lame. All right, so here's—I mean, we talked about Sophie's choice. Here's here's the Sophie's choice for the millennium. 
Would you rather watch again Cosmic Sin or Jiu-Jitsu? Jiu-Jitsu. I'd rather watch Jiu-Jitsu again. Damn. God damn, man. God damn. I think I would go with Cosmic Sin, but it's it's a it's um it's a toss-up. Yeah, it really is. Two of a kind. Two of a kind. This is the it's um it's like two faces, two headed coin. These two movies. All right, that's it. That's it. Get out of get out of our lives, Jujitsu, you son of a bitch. All right, that's all we have for you on this episode of Dare Daniel Cage Match, but we'll be back in two weeks for another epic matching of the cages. Oh yeah, it' gonna be epic. Until then, be sure to follow Dare Daniel Pod on Facebook and Instagram. It's a duo that we know collectively as the Schmied. Like and rate us on your favorite podcast app. If you want to support the show, visit daredaniel.com on the internet and find the donate button. Support the somewhere. show. Support or it. Go into the go into the menu and click support the show, and that's all you got to do. Corky. For Dare Daniel, I'm ya boy, Daniel CGI Glaive Barnes. And I'm Quirk McDonald saying, get off my piano. (laughs) See you guys.